On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, what a performance by Cohen Aiken at Lindsey Wilson College. The Calgary native shares his story of perseverance and a renewed love of baseball. episode 132 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. It all changed in the blink of an eye for Cohen Aiken. The up-and-coming pitcher was on the mound for Big Bend Community College in early 2020 when he was hit in the face by a comebacker. He considers himself lucky that it was in a spot near the eye that didn't actually damage the orbital bone, jawbone, or hit his temple. But he definitely had a concussion and a nasty bump that took about three months to heal. It wasn't just physical either as he had to get back on the mound again even though playing catch sometimes left him a little uneasy. Once he got over it, he flourished. The 19-year-old came back this spring with Lindsey Wilson College, going 5-0 with a 2.38 ERA in 13 appearances, including seven starts after starting the season in the bullpen. For his efforts, Aiken was named an All-Mid-South Conference second-team All-Star and was named the MSC Freshman of the Year. He's now in quarantine after arriving back home and chatted with me earlier this week about his baseball journey, his All-Star campaign, and how his injury actually helped give him a new love for the game. Cohen, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Let's start off with the awards. MSC Freshman of the Year, All-MSC Second Team. What did it mean to you to get those recognitions? Uh, going into the season, uh, obviously, being a freshman, not really expecting too much. And with the situation I came in with, uh, I wasn't really expecting a huge season like this. But uh, getting those awards and being acknowledged by everyone that was a part of the league is uh, is really special to me. Uh, I mean, she only went freshman of the year one year, so I'm, I'm happy that I actually won it my one year that I could. Um, but it just means a lot knowing that uh, I went into this year just lost, I guess you could say, not knowing what school I was going to go to, not knowing anything really that I was going to do throughout the year, and then COVID having to change everything as well with the year that every single baseball player or any person in the world has been going through. Um, but getting the season that I had is, is just, it's awesome. Quite the stat line, obviously five and zero in 13 games, 2.38 ERA, uh, 54 Ks and in 64 plus innings. What was working for you on the mound? Uh, I'm an outside guy, uh, especially living outside of righties, uh, living outside to lefties with my fastball slider, change up sinker, literally anything that I throw, it's pretty much always going to be outside or down. Um, but even this year I found that, uh, in the conference that I'm at, um, sliders, they're, uh, they're huge. Um, not many guys really can pick it up out of the hand. And, uh, if, if you can locate pretty well in this league, then, uh, you'll, you'll be perfectly fine, which I found like I did for a majority of my starts throughout the year. Um, obviously excluding my, uh, first round against Shawnee state, but always going to have a bad start every now and then. Right. Um, mm -hmm. but I just found like, Fastball sliders worked really well for me. Um, going slow in, as in like change-ups down, sinkers in type of thing. Um, that always helped me. And just having having the boys behind me with defense as well. And everything kind of just fell in place every time I stepped on the mound this year. And it, it always felt really good to get out there. So, Talk about your mindset going into the season. Was this the kind of thing that you were hoping to accomplish? Or was did you have goals and did you achieve those goals? 
Oh yeah, definitely going into the season, I uh, I had a mindset of I want to be the best when I go there, and I'm gonna be the best when I go there and prove to everyone that I will be the number one guy for them. Um, even though I was coming in late, and not many people were, uh, not many people knew who I was or anything about me, and half the team or 95 percent of the team pretty much had to figure out who I was and what I could do. Uh, just at a short time period before our season started. Um, but going in, I just wanted to help the guys as much as I could um, in whatever position they wanted to put me in. As in, like, at the very beginning of the year, I started as a reliever and, like, a closer type of thing. And then um, certain things happened on our team, and uh, I ended up getting an opportunity to start. And from there, I just knew that uh, I wanted to help the boys get as many wins as I could. And being a starter is what I've done my whole life, so... Um, that my uh, my mindset definitely changed when I became a starter, um, knowing that I had to have a quality start each time I got out there, and you know really buckle down and try to provide us with the best chance that we could get every single game. So, what was it at Lindsey Wilson that allowed you to do what you did? Is was uh, talk a little bit about the the coaching there and and sort of what they did to help aid you in your development as a ball player. Um, going in to Lindsey Wilson at the, be- at the beginning of the year, um, our pitching coach actually ended up uh, going to a head coaching job at another school. So mm-hmm. showing up originally, there was no coach for us, <laughs> which was <laughs> a little scary as a pitcher. But mm-hmm. um, I learned a lot in the offseason, uh, especially with Donovan Fistro. He's uh, my trainer here with CPHQ, and uh, he taught me a lot especially about driveline and recovery and like setting up my days as a starter, setting up my days as a pitcher type of thing and what I expected to do in the gym, what I expected to do on the field every day type of thing and have a routine set, um, which was really nice, especially for that first couple of weeks when we didn't have a coach. Uh, so I had just done my own routine, kind of set up my own things. And once we did get a pitching coach near like right at the very beginning of the season, uh, I had talked to him and, figured out what he wanted us to do type of thing. And he was a very relaxed coach, laid back, kind of let us do our own thing, which was, uh, which is a coach I like, um, personally, mm-hmm. but, uh, he was also a coach that if he wanted you to do something, like he would tell you to do something. If he didn't want you to do something, like he'd tell you that type of thing. So it was, a uh, on his watch, but at the same time, he wants everyone to have their own routine and to do their own things, which, uh, which is what I really like as a coach just someone that knows what you have to do um, and lets you do what you need to do to be a better baseball player and obviously do whatever you want on the field type of thing. How hard was it as a pitcher to go from not facing live batters to getting thrown into the fire? Because COVID, as you mentioned off air, kind of threw everything for a bit of a loop, and here you are trying to kind of uh, catch up from things. Yeah, I knew it was going to be a struggle going in. Um the only live at bats that I'd done was a week prior to flying out to Kentucky. Uh, it was just indoor, and I only faced two hitters. And uh, yeah, so throwing balls off walls and throwing balls into nets all fall long, and trying to get out there and expect myself to throw to live hitters was nothing that I thought I would like come out and absolutely dominate. Obviously, off the start, um, and I, I do uh, really like that I did come in as a reliever. Um, as it gave me a little bit of time to get used to getting back on the mound, even if it is for those two quick innings or the one quick inning that I get here and there. But 
just having that made me uh, a lot more comfortable as I slowly like progressed into pitching again normally. And then obviously after getting, I think it was 12 innings in something like that as a reliever, Mm -hmm. I, I had switched to a starter. And at that point I was, I was back to where I like to be on the mound and feeling really comfortable with everything, all my pitches and location wise and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. How did you find that transition from big bend over to Lindsey Wilson? (laughs) It was, uh, it was a little crazy. I mean, uh, Starting off the fall of last year, I had my mindset that I was going to Big Bend, and then I got the the news that uh, I wasn't able to cross the border. So, complete switch of things. I was I didn't have a school to go to. I had nothing going on. I had to figure all that stuff out. But being at Big Bend, uh, JUCO guys, they're different, man. They uh, they work hard and they're good. And seeing that team pitching against Spokane. Uh, which was like the ranked one team in our JUCO conference or something something like that. They were pretty good. I started against them my first start, and I gave up nine in 1.1 innings, and that was kind of what I expected going into Lindsay was, if not better. Um, But Hmm. it was pretty much similar, but I had gotten used to to the guys as I pitched at JUCO, but – Having the change was it just it showed that two different leagues are uh, they're very different, especially wood bat leagues and metal bat leagues, which is what I was very scared of going to Lindsay because I'd never pitched against metal bats, but I uh, I found my way around it slowly throughout the season and figured out what worked well against them and what didn't. And uh, yeah, one of the things that uh, caught my attention recently, you were on CTV Calgary for your comeback story and. Um, walk us through the injury because this looked absolutely gnarly just by the pictures. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, it was not fun at all. Mm-hmm. But I do. Uh, I guess I don't want to sound crazy, but it's not like it made me fall in love with the game even more. If you, if that kind of makes sense, mm-hmm. because it just made me realize that when I wasn't able to play throughout the, the three months of my recovery when I got hit. Um, that I miss baseball that much and I love playing it that much. Um, but it was, uh, right the week right before COVID shut down the whole world. So sometime in March, I think it was March 15th around there when COVID shut down. Um, so the week prior to that we were playing and I had a start. Um, I was into the fourth inning and my, what was it? The leadoff batter, uh, lefty, I threw him a sinker in, and it broke right down the middle, and he hit a 95-mile-per-hour ball right off the right side of my head. So that one, uh, it completely knocked me out. Um, I remember waking up on the field to my coaches, trainers, my players, uh, just a bunch of guys circled around me, just wondering if I was all right. Uh, woke up with some blood coming out of my ear, um, stood up, went to the ambulance, or walked to the stretcher um, sent to the hospital got the news that um, I had a fractured skull and a slight brain bleed which uh, that one kind of scared me knowing how uh, bad that could end up mm-hmm. but uh, got some news that I might be sent by a helicopter to go get emergency surgery um, that never happened because they realized that there was nothing they could actually do for me so uh, knowing America they let me walk out the exact same day (laughs) 
And then I ended up coming back the next morning uh, because I was throwing up about five or six times within a couple hours. So uh-huh. I uh, definitely had a concussion after that one. Um, but then world shut down, got sent home, recovered, had vertigo for about three months, um, just laid in bed, did really nothing, just missed baseball the whole time. And, and then uh, once I was good to go and got cleared in May, the grind started again and I was very weak going into it, but mm-hmm. I, uh, I didn't want to give up. And it kind of just made me realize that I was meant to play and like hard work pays off, especially seeing after this year and everything that I went through last year. And I, uh, it just made me fall in love with the game even more. Was it challenging at all to get back on the mound again? Because I look at it from the standpoint of I've talked to receivers in football when they uh, bust up a knee or an ankle and that, and that first moment of taking that turn on the turf, they say is almost it's almost tougher from a mental standpoint than it is from a physical. Did you find that to be challenging on your side? Oh, 100%. I uh, even – not even when I would pitch in live, just being out and holding a baseball again and playing catch uh, still sketches me out every now and then, depending on who I play catch with or who I throw to. But um, getting out there was definitely a little, I was a little timid on my feet, type of jumpy. Um, any balls that were hit, like just off the bat in general, just made me have a little flinch and a little like heart racing moment, I guess you could mm-hmm. say. And it was a, uh, yeah, it was definitely the first couple starts getting back was a, a little stressful. And um, especially, I think it was my first start back. I even got a ground ball at me. And that one, I don't even know what I did. I just tried to get out of the way, even though it was coming at me at 30 miles an hour. But just that fear of uh, it happening again definitely uh, kicked in seeing the balls come at me. But recently, my last, I don't know how many starts uh, with Lindsay, I haven't had really any thought into that uh whenever i get out there i just kind of think about pitching and trying to get the job done rather than the incident that happened to me but at the start it definitely was uh, a little scary to get back out there was it it was it a situation where you had to kind of coach yourself through it or was it something where um sort of the experience started to wear away that fear or talk us through how you managed to to kind of work your way through that um I'd say it was kind of a mix of two, the two things, uh, trying to like let myself know that that happening again is, is super, super rare. And it happening the first time is even more rare than anything like it happening twice. Like lightning doesn't strike in the same place twice type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but still knowing that it could happen potentially scared me. But, uh, as I played and as I got into the game again and, hanging out with buddies uh pre-game type of stuff and just like relaxing and finally just like getting back into the swing of things i feel like my mind probably just somewhat forgot about it um especially the last like couple months i haven't thought really much into it unless people ask me about it um but really i think i didn't really have to like coach myself as much as just remind myself that um it's not going to happen again and if it does then so what type of thing like i can't really do anything about it so there's no point going out there like scared or timid or Mm -hmm. anything that's going to affect my game while i'm on the mound type of thing but yeah 
Jolene on anybody to kind of help you through the the ebbs and flows of of that season, or was it something where you you looked more internally? Uh, I'd say it was definitely more internally. I don't know. Uh, not many of my guys that I played with or anyone that I really know have ever been through anything like that. Um, but I have talked to, like, obviously my parents were a huge help. Um, just like reminding me about everything and how, um, it probably won't happen again type of thing and how they're really proud of me for working all the way back to where I am. Um, and then I just have to play the ball that I know how to play and, uh, just trust my instincts. And obviously they, uh, once I was fine with everything, they joke around with me a little bit and talk about how I probably shouldn't play dodgeball anytime soon <laughs> and all the, all the classic parent jokes. But, uh, that also helped me a lot too, is just seeing the funny side of things. But, um, yeah, I'd say it was more internally than anything. Very cool, especially when it comes to the parents thing, which segues really well into my next question. Love getting into how uh, our young athletes here in this province actually get into baseball in the first place. Tell us a little bit about your origins in the sport. Were you were you a latecomer, or did you love the sport right from the get-go? Uh, I definitely loved it from pretty much the moment I was born. Uh, picked up a bat and glove at the age of three, um, and I really haven't played any other sports since, unless you count, like, high school sports just messing around type of thing but baseball's always been my main passion uh my dad played it when he was young my mom never really played that much but she played like beer league softball i guess if you count that mm. <laughs> um, i sure do just because i play it myself so you have that <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah definitely growing up i played uh in the cal south league that was uh that was a huge start and had a lot of good coaches going through that to uh help me uh continue my baseball career but i was definitely a, a young bloomer of the sport and uh i've loved ever since there hasn't really been any any times in my life that i haven't uh, wanted to play baseball or any times that i wanted to quit even after the injury if anything it pushed me uh to play more and get better even even more type of thing and yeah do you remember the moment where it went from i love this sport to hey this is something that maybe i can go and try to chase at say a college level uh, definitely when I was, I can't really pinpoint an age type of thing, but I would say, uh, I played with the Okotoks Dogs mm -hmm. Academy them when I was 13, 14. So Pee Wee Bantam for those two years. And, um, they didn't really treat me the best. And I ended up playing, uh, in Babe Ruth that next year when I was 15 and, uh, at tryouts, seeing all the kids and hearing all the coaches and what they had to say, um, really just kind of pushed me to want to be better than everyone in the league and kind of prove myself that year and especially coming off of the dogs and which mm -hmm. motivated me more if anything um so i kind of owe them for that <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah definitely when i joined babe ruth i realized that uh my training started to pick up i started to pick up velo pick up strength pick up height type of thing started to mature um i started realizing that i was uh i was definitely had a goal in mind to play college ball and obviously play past college ball if I could and see what happens after that. And hopefully everyone's dream is to make it to the majors when they're a kid. So still got that goal in mind, obviously, but just playing it uh, one day at a time type of thing. So you're making your way through the high school gamut of baseball. How is it that you managed to capture the attention of those in colleges? Did you lean on anybody here at home to maybe help guide your light a little bit? Um, so 
Uh, I, I do want to thank a lot of Donovan Fischer, my trainer. He's a he was pretty close to going pro in his prime until he had to get Tommy John surgery. Um, so he was a lefty that was 96 from, uh, which is yeah, obviously you can think about how big mm-hmm. he was. Uh, he's got a lot of connections uh, through a lot of college coaches and a lot of training programs and a lot of just like everything. A lot of people know who he is, type of thing. So mm-hmm. obviously, gotta thank him for that. Um, he helped me connect to Lindsay when I went there. Um, but getting to Big Bend, um, the coach, one of the pitching coaches at Big Bend is Canadian, Rain Ledigman. And he uh, he actually pitched for the Rays for a couple of years until he started coaching with Big Bend. But he kind of does the scouting for Canada and Alberta type of thing as he's, um, he's from Red Deer. Mm-hmm. So he kind of looks after this area. I ended up applying online one day because one of my buddies, uh, Dmitry Pavlov, had ended up uh, committing to Big Bend as well. So he told me to look into it. So I ended up looking into it, applying online, and I got a call within 20 minutes asking uh, what I was planning on doing. And within a week, I kind of drove out there and threw a bullpen for them and ended up signing. So that was really cool. Um, But definitely... Uh, this past year with Lindsay, I want to thank Donovan a lot because he kind of got me out of a out of a hole, um, as I didn't really have anyone to play, and he ended up hooking me up with Lindsay and set me up with everything. It was really awesome. It's been quite the journey for you. So when you look back over it, I mean, you're still a young guy, but any moments so far that have made you go, "I can't believe I'm doing this. This is this is so cool," or you know, those experiences that that make you kind of awestruck. Obviously, getting these awards type of thing is—it's just—it's uh, just amazing to know that I'll have those forever and memories forever of what I what I have accomplished. Um, but even after each start, just seeing what I've done and seeing like what I will do in the future, and hitting PRs in the weight room, hitting PRs with throwing, like just everything that I've done is just—it's always going to be memories, and it's always going to be type of. Uh, things that you like remember and um, things that you're really thankful for and that you just want to keep pushing yourself to do better every single day and break more PRs and throw better and just everything is yeah Mm -hmm. when you look back on this I'm sure you've had those moments Donovan probably provided it where you have those people that have gone to the next level gone pro or whatever who come back and offer pieces of advice now that you're at that college level and can come back and see those say those 13 or 14 year old kids who are trying to make a name for themselves what kind of advice would you give to them um definitely just to work as hard as they can especially at a young age uh getting as much work in and becoming the best player you can at a young age and seeing what you've done at, at, uh, at the younger age of 13 or up or whatever and seeing your progression all the way through to like me, like 19 years old right now, seeing what I've done from the age of 13, not being the best kid out there on the field and slowly progressing to that. Um, just to work hard and always have a goal in mind and always think one step ahead type of thing. So if your goal is college, then you're going to work like a college athlete, even though you're not close to being a college player type of thing, if you know what I mean, which I will be doing this summer as well. I'll be, uh, I'll be coaching in Babe Ruth and helping out a lot of the kids and showing them some of the tricks that I've used, especially at their age and what I use now that can help them in the future type of thing. So Very just cool. staying, staying positive and like really 
using the negatives if there are negatives to your advantage and seeing what you've done right done wrong throughout the years and what you can get better at type of thing final question for you here cohen what does the game baseball mean to you it means everything man it's my life um i don't know what i'd really be doing honestly if i wasn't a baseball player so i'd probably be uh working (laughs) (laughs) so kind of got to thank baseball for making sure that i don't really have to do much but it's just it's amazing it's just it's brought so many memories in my life it's brought so many friendships that i'll never forget it's brought a lot of coaches that have taught me so many things it's it's just brought everything together i just yeah i can't thank it enough cohen really appreciate the time congratulations on on such a successful career to this point all the best going forward and again thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast thank you for having me Thanks again to Cohen Aiken for joining us this week, and thanks to all of you for downloading and listening. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button on your podcast provider of choice. And if you could do us a huge favor, help spread the word about us by leaving us a rating and review or sharing an episode or two on social media. Until next time, thank you for all of your support, no matter the platform of Alberta Dugout Stories.